阳阳 become 阴，阴 become 阳，阳 become 阴。Always in every day. That's the that's that、uh, cross wiring for the brain at the corpus callosum. For me, I find it opens up. Uh, entire Pandora's box to new information that people have not access to, because we go into looking at not just the aspects of health, but we go into opening up the aspects of who you are as a person and the power that you have within yourself. If you are dedicated enough to set aside time and resources to give yourself. Uh, one day to learn this class, and ten minutes a day for the rest of your life to use the techniques. It will improve your health tremendously for the rest of your life. Health comes from the search of what you want in your life. And when I say simple way, it means that looking at health from the perspective of your body can heal itself in magnificent ways. If only you can believe in that philosophy. Welcome to the Body Talk Your Brain podcast. Visit bodytalkyourbrain.com for a free one-minute brain balancing. In today's episode, we're digging into the philosophy of the three brains—the mind, the heart, and the gut brain. Welcome to the Body Talk Your Brain podcast. Here on Body Talk Your Brain, we are digging into all of the things body talk, engaging individuals, professionals, and teachers across the globe to share their depth, wealth, and education around the amazing revolution of healthcare found within the Body Talk system. For this series, we are exploring Body Talk access. Which is a one-day course that teaches the students how to reintegrate their entire body-mind and activate their body's innate intelligence. This class has been taught globally and has a range of knowledge, wisdom, and understanding that really meets people where they are. So we have brought together practitioners and instructors to share their different breadths of knowledge and dig into specific topics that we cover in the Body Talk Access training. 
My name is Elzabieta. I'll be your host. I've been involved with consciousness-based medicine and energy medicine, as well as integrative health and community health for over 20 years. I'm so excited to be here today with my guest, Sufin. She's going to be talking about her work and her journey in Body Talk and the approach to the Body Talk Access program. Welcome, Sufin. Thank you, Elza. Very lovely to have you and to be here with you. So happy to have you here and thank you so much for your time and contribution and all the work that you're doing out there in the world to get this amazing system into the hands of families and individuals interested in empowering their health. So talk a little bit uh, with our listeners about your professional background and what led you to ultimately pursue a career in body talk. My professional background, I'm actually an insurance trained. I uh, have an education in insurance and risk management. I used to work in an insurance company as an underwriter. Never interested in healthcare, was never looking into even uh, complementary or alternative healthcare. Very typical corporate background. And after that, I felt very, very ill with an autoimmune disease. And I was told to be on lifelong um, dependency on drugs and go for surgery. I had an autoimmune disease called Graves' disease, and it would mean that I had to remove my thyroid, be on lifelong dependency on drugs, and um, and have all those other health issues that may come up potentially. And it was at that point of time whereby I thought I should look into something different and uh, explore health in a different way. And that was the beginning of my uh, exploration into medicine, Western medicine, Chinese medicine, and naturopathy, and everything else that, uh, that comes from, uh, from healing. And what happened was I was quite uh, fortunate because my friend said to me, Sufan, you look horrible. I was so sick. And she said, you need to see this person called Boito. And I said, I've never heard of that before. And I did not understand when she said, oh, come, come for a session. And, and all she would do is listen to your body and understand what your body needs. And it would supply you with the information and empowerment to help your body to heal by itself. And I was quite desperate at that point of time. And I decided to try it out. And lo and behold, it brought me to, on a journey that I never thought I would come to because my health issues um, uh, improved tremendously from the first session and within six months all my symptoms disappeared and with a total of nine months all the autoimmune markers went away and that's where I decided okay you know if my autoimmune markers can can reverse and come down to zero that must mean that there's something uh, legitimate about the system and so I decided to go and learn the boy talk system to understand what this is and I'm still in boy talk for the last 10 years interested in all the studies that it has uh, come up with and uh, information and the ongoing um, medical research that ties in with this amazing holistic practice so I later on became a boy talk student and then a boy talk practitioner. And my journey has led me to become a boy talk access trainer, boy talk uh, and mindscape instructor right now. So it's been an amazing journey. I'm very grateful. 
Such a beautiful story. I uh, thank you so much for sharing about your own personal experience and how that healing really impacted you. And, you know, essentially, you know, we hear this so much of how body talk really saves people's people's lives in a sense where you think you have a diagnosis, it's, you know, forever. And it's such a common story that so many of us, whether it be as instructors or practitioners, or also through our clinical work have, um, you know, we really have found that people who have uh, maybe tried all the different things or, or been told it can only be a certain way, really get results from this medicine, which uh, is what has been really pushing forward the leading edge of science and consciousness-based medicine and research that you spoke of. So from your experience through your own journey, it led you to teaching um, not only, you know, the Mindscape system, but also the, the Body Talk Access system. Talk a little bit with our listeners about your experience teaching that course and what gifts um, being able to provide a service like that, provide education like that has afforded you um, professionally and also personally just uh, being able to spread that knowledge. Uh, now the boy to access classes, the best simple classes, one day class. But for me, I find it opens up uh, entire Pandora's box to new information that people have not access to. Because we go into looking at not just the aspects of health, but we go into opening up the aspects of who you are as a person and the power that you have within yourself, if you are dedicated enough to set aside time and resources to give yourself uh, one day to learn this class and 10 minutes a day for the rest of your life to use the techniques, it will improve your health tremendously for the rest of your life. And it's a class whereby you know, anybody, regardless of race, religion, uh, social background, culture, anyone can learn this to have that maximum benefit on health. And that's very rewarding because we have so many students that come and they have, uh, they have learned this and have taken it home and their lives change, not just themselves, but everyone around them. Because you can administer Boito Access program to family, friends, and anyone around you, even strangers. I love that you brought up that not only they change, but whether it be that they're providing those services for their children or providing it for their partners, or you know maybe they're a teacher and, and bringing it into the classroom. Um, but one of the things that we talk about with the Body Talk Access Program is when we have these improved lines of communication that are organizing and synthesizing within our body, when we are tuning up our nervous system, we're balancing uh, the different frameworks of how our body uses water, how our immune system is working, how our nervous system is working. It starts to change how we vibrate as a, as a person. And that then in turn starts to bleed into how we relate to people, how we relate to our work in the world how we improve our, our dynamics of actually being in our lives, which I think is such a fascinating testament that you, you mentioned about. It's not just about looking at all of these different uh, dynamics of health empowerment, but how, how people really relate to themselves and relate to the world around them. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, expand a little bit for you on, I know you talked about regardless of culture, age, um, even, you know, financial background. How do you feel that the Body Talk Access Program, because it's such a quick, short amount of training, it's really, like you said, learn it in one day, use it for a lifetime. How does that improve? in part in a community or how does it build uh, health equity or, you know, people's access to health empowerment? Health comes from, for me and what I believe, it comes from um, the search of what you want in your life. There are many options out there and why would anyone choose Boy Talk? Boy Talk, it's, uh, the preferred option for people who want a simple way of living. And when I say simple way, it means that looking at health from the perspective of your body can heal itself in magnificent ways, if only you can believe in that philosophy. And therefore, regardless of where you are in your background, you can be, you know, you can be uh, of, uh, you know, we, we, we live in Singapore and we have what we call a very dynamic urban city. We have a fast paced track whereby people are always coming in and out. People just want something quick and fast and they don't want to have to deal with um, uh, a long commitment of how to deal with health. And therefore in, in, in the dynamics of where I am in Singapore and in this urban country, people want to understand how health works in a way it can be efficient and it can work for them and give them energy in the fastest way. And so when we look at the Boy Talk Access program, you think about it, if you can just use 10 minutes a day to balance your brain, balance the threshold of your stress levels, hydrate your body in its maximum potential to give you energy, Tune up your immune system whereby you can be robust in a way it will create what I call a, a protection and, and you know, balance all your 12 meridians at the same time, all in 10 minutes. That is what we call the reward that comes in with taking time to explore this Boito Access program, use it every single day, regardless of, you know, regardless of how much resources you have. How much, uh, how much you believe in uh, um, what I call uh, taking time to be for, for yourself. It helps to understand that, you know, we have uh, the empowerment within ourselves to create a long lasting, uh, what I call, uh, sorry, we have this uh, empowerment to create a long lasting, um, how let's say, I think really from, from my experience, it's creating sustainable relationship to health that consistently you can keep building on. You start to realign one area and it starts to balance and then the next layer opens up and the next layer opens up. And, you know, we find that people who take this course um, and are using it on a regular basis, really, like you said, tapping in with those 10 minutes a day. 
um, they start to have better health outcomes. They're, you know, sleeping better. They're stressed. Uh, the way they're dealing with stress is less. They are getting sick less. We, we talked about improved um, dynamics with their families. And really people start to grow into who they are, which is really like, what you talked about earlier, like that, that seeking of that true seeking of who we are and having a way to stay tuned in to that process for ourselves. Thank you. Yes. Of course. So uh, I've really been enjoying um, this Body Talk Your Brain podcast. Listeners, definitely check out bodytalkyourbrain.com. You can check out this 12 part series where we are digging into each of the different concepts from the philosophy to the techniques to the application again from the wisdom of people from all over the globe who have been seeing the amazing results and the simplicity of this amazing body talk access program definitely check it out bodytalkyourbrain.com today sufin and i are going to dig into the concept that we utilize in body talk about the three brains so Sufin, talk with our listeners about what your definition is of uh, the three brains. Right. Uh, we have one brain, the head brain. Everyone knows about that. And uh, we think that we use the head brain all the time, but actually we have three brains and the other two brains, one in the heart and one in the gut, the small intestine brain, some call it. So we call them the three brains because research has now come up to say that the heart has many neurons and maybe more than the brain. And um, gut brain, that small intestines as well, it has a lot of neurons that also communicate with the heart brain and the head brain. So we have three brains and the three brains in boy talk is where we implement a boy talk technique. Because when we go into what we call implementation, we do tapping. We tap on the head brain, the heart brain, and the gut brain. So all the brains have a role to play and they're all very important. So we always think that, or oh, we have to make decisions based on what we are thinking. We have to look at our life story and environment and then make decisions and do things based on what we think. So the head brain has been, has been misunderstood in many ways to write things that it has to do all these things in order to live well. But what we understand in boy talk is different. The three brains have three different connotations and information and roles and responsibilities to play with. And when we look at the head brain, it's very much about a computer system. It's there to make sure that the body is functioning, the heart is beating, the lungs are breathing, you know, your immune system is fighting all the microbes that you experience on a daily basis. And it's not there to decide for you which person you go out on a date with or which man we marry, you know, and which job to take. That's not part of what the head brain does, but we do give that responsibility for the head brain to do that. And therefore it goes into all that overwhelm of, I not only have to pump blood and uh, get the breathing going, but I also have to choose which husband to select. So it's a lot of things that the brain is not meant to do, but it then goes into the, I have to do all this because I'm told to. And we learned boy talk that there are the two brains that does a lot of functions like the heart brain. 
it's there to help you to understand if you are here and who you are as a person, your spiritual journey in this lifetime. What is your meaning and purpose? And that meaning and purpose would drive the heart brain to search for the options you have in life, to feel what's going on in, in your life, your relationships and how you are with people, your life, your environment, your job, your career, your pets, everything that you want to experience in this life, it goes through the heart brain. And the heart brain therefore decides whether this person is someone that you feel you can love, someone that you think that it's the right choice for you rather than the head brain making that decision for you. And then finally, we have this last brain called the gut brain, the most misunderstood brain, uh, because the gut brain has got uh, a lot of uh, uh, neurons and connections within itself, whereby it houses the entire microbiome. It also looks at what we call the, um, uh, I call all the neurotransmitters that are fabricated in the gut brain, like uh, serotonin, GABA, uh, dopamine. And not to say that the gut brain is the only one that fabricates neurotransmitters. The heart brain is there in charge of increasing the amount of dopamine that you have. So you feel motivated, you feel happy in life. So we always think the head brain is there to give us that happy feeling to feel safe and fine in this world. But there are other brains that come together to help the head brain to create um, what I call a system so that it can do its one job very well, heal the body, make sure it's maintained well, it functions well, and that you can operate in your maximum capacity. So you talked about how in Body Talk Access and Body Talk, we use tapping to implement and engage and, you know, essentially bring these different brains online and to help the body create the shifts and changes that we are supporting the body to move towards. What other ways uh, do you see we work with the three brains in, in the Body Talk Access program specifically? When we look at the, the three brains, it's uh, very much an engagement. And um, when it's an engagement, we're looking at the, the head brain, sending the signals into different parts of the body to repair it. So we always say that in excess, you can change things in the body. And how do we change it through tapping? Now, because tapping seems like it is very far-fetched, it's very intangible because what are you doing when you're doing tapping? So I just explained to the students that we have brain waves that moves according to our thinking patterns, our belief systems, our thoughts. And that brain wave creates what we call the energy of that person. So when a person walks through the room or walks into the room and they say, oh, I don't like the energy of that person. What does that mean? It means that maybe then there is an aspect of their beliefs that we find it does not gel with us or we are in conflict with. And we can feel a person's energy or their thinking patterns, their beliefs from a distance. When you come close to a person, maybe half a meter, you are engaged and intertwined and tangled with their, what we call their brainwave state. And that brainwaves are uh, housing all their thought patterns. 
when we tap on the head brain, we are interrupting those brain waves to create what we call a change in the body. And therefore, for example, if we want to increase more joy in our lives, okay. However, if I have a belief about I do not deserve joy in my life, but I want joy in my life, there is a conflict in there. So when we tap on the brain, we are interrupting that brainwave state of I do not deserve joy to change it into a pattern of I deserve joy in my life. I am open to receiving joy. I can have joy in my life. And that changes in the brain waves into the brain that then responds into the change in the physical body. So when we tap on the head brain, we are there to make changes and repair. We tap on the heart brain to store and remember by heart the new changes that we have just made. And we tap on the gut brain to ensure that the gut brain takes in all that information, have intellect and discernment to integrate that into the body in a much more extensive way. Eventually, what we do when we tap, we are changing the body, the mind, and the spirit. Yeah, it's um, as if, you know, from, from my perspective that we're engaging different seats of consciousness and, you know, we can't just know it in our mind or we can't just feel it in our heart. We have to be able to send the, the blood and the immune function and the resources and the kind of that gut survival energy. And we have to balance that with the truth and the integrity of the spirit and the heart. And then the mind has the ability to kind of follow suit and, um, you know, send all the information out so that the, the system can organize around those two, um, those two dynamics underneath it. So there's almost like, you know, the survival gut brain is kind of the core and it's the more material and foundational uh, resources within the body. And then it, we have this, once those things are taken care of, we rise up into you know, who am I? What is my truth? How do I express myself? How do I give and receive love and connect at the level of the heart? And then all of that then informs the consciousness of the mind to, to be in order with the truth of our survival and our integrity with self. And, you know, so many wisdom traditions have looked at this mapping of these three energy centers or these three seats of consciousness. And we're now in this time that, you know, you spoke of at the beginning of our interview where something like body talk and our, our deepened understanding of the science and the application of some of these wise, wise traditions that have now, science has given us an opportunity to explain them in, in ways that are, um, you know, much more maybe intellectual or um, that we can teach and train each other. And it's just such a fascinating thing to be a part of, to really give people the empowerment to even not alone shift and change, but to check in at these levels of consciousness and really be integral and honest with what's going on in themselves. Listeners, you've been tuned in to the Body Talk Your Brain podcast. We've been exploring the three brains, for a free one-minute brain body reset, visit bodytalkyourbrain.com. You've been hearing from Sue Finn Perfetsering, who's been holding down the Body Talk Matrix in Singapore, teaching Body Talk Access, Body Talk Fundamentals, as well as Mindscape, 
To learn more about her work, you can visit her website at release.com.sg. We're going to get back into this dialogue and share more about the power of Body Talk Access and the Three Brains. We talked a lot about the neurons and the communication and the seats of consciousness. The heart brain is is definitely one that is from a more popular cultural standpoint. People kind of get that one pretty easily because, you know, I feel it in my heart or I know it by heart. You know, there's these sayings. What are some interesting characteristics that you have learned about that are related to the heart brain specifically? The heart brain. We always say that the soul resides in the heart. And your soul's journey and all the journeys that you have lived with in you know, through the many, many different lives, if you believe in what we call different lives, they all reside in the heart. So the heart is always vibrating and, and beating in a way that it's looking for the wisdom and the meaning and purpose in life to drive us to, to understand the conflicts we have in this life looking at why the conflicts have been created and why they keep showing up in our lives again and again and again. And with one thing that leads to another that expands into what I call different kinds of, I call it a theme of a conflict. The conflict usually comes in, for example, I've got fear of, uh, fear of the dark. And fear of the dark can come from an experience that we have in this lifetime and then get stored or it can come from an experience we had through the history of the DNA, whether it's not from my mother, my grandmother, or my four, my ancestors. And that journey is to bring us to this lifetime right now to understand why there is that fear, why there is that, uh, that, that, uh, why there is that conflict of trying to, to that, that conflict that keeps coming and shows up in our lives day in and day out to create that stress and that fear for us to find a pathway to learn it, to understand it, and to get through it. The entire life that we live in this life, it's not just for one episode, one day, one month, or it's not because we have, uh, we have uh, something that shows up in life. We have a friend that, uh, that, um, that leaves us, or we have a family that leaves us, or we have... Uh, no experiences that we go through that is only a single event. A single event never comes in because a network of events comes in to show us the purpose of why we have that experience, what we need to understand and learn from that experience. And when you look at the heart, brain, the soul's journey, it's always coming in to bring us back to all the experience that we have not resolved or not looked at. And those are the conflicts that will continuously come into action to create poor health. And we can always blame it on, oh, it's just a headache or a migraine. Or I've got heart palpitation because I'm nervous and I'm stressed. But underlying all those illnesses and sicknesses are how do we feel about certain aspects of our lives, our conflicts, our inability to resolve conflict inability to look at the, the pain of an emotion. And emotions are what we call, we call it the um, heart brain is the emotional brain. We store 
anger, sadness, grief, worry, and fear, all that in the heart. And the heart, therefore, is looking for a purpose to get through and get over it. And therefore, when we understand why, why we are feeling the way we feel and get really deeply in touch with the heart, looking at where the purpose of our lives are supposed to take us to, we come into a very different understanding of life and the wisdom of life will drop in to allow us to see things in a different way. I appreciate you talked about wisdom because, you know, from the antiquity and the classical Chinese medicine approach, looking at the heart as the emperor and the, the wisdom keeper. And, you know, from a Western standpoint, we have a lot of really great research and education from the HeartMath Institute. And they talk about how every single cell in the body is encoded by the heartbeat. And so if the wisdom and the purpose that you speak of and the way that the heart modulates this, the emotional states and holds the shin or the spirit is essentially encoded in each one of those heartbeats. And that's what we're vibrating at. That's what's informing how we grow. That's what's informing how we evolve ourselves. And if there's trauma or there's pain, then essentially every heartbeat is bathing us in that. Or if there's bliss or joy or empathy and love, uh, then we get to bathe in that and start to organize our, ourselves around that, which I think is, you know, such a fascinating thing. And one of the things I love about teaching body talk access is when we teach people how to drop into these levels of consciousness and then to share with each other and tap each other's gorgeousies out or trade a body talk access session in class, the heart communication that starts to just emanate throughout uh, the room is just, it's so palpable. And it's, it's almost like everyone is getting on that same kind of wavelength and superimposing this idea of health and collective balance and, and, and sharing. Cause really it is that center where, um, you know, it's where we connect. Like you said, it's like, maybe not so smart to think about, oh, I'm going to marry this person because, you know, my mind says that they have a good job or, um, it's the right thing to do about what my parents told you, told me I should do. It's really that feeling of how does it feel to ignite and connect from a human level and, you know, body talk access, not only when we do it for ourselves brings us back into connection in that way, but it's such a beautiful, gift that we get to share with people to share that level of connectivity together uh, in class and kind of getting on those same wavelengths. Absolutely, Elsa. So let's talk a little bit more um, before we wrap up about the gut brain. So this is um, fascinating, newer areas of research coming to the forefront of, you know, many different approaches in Western medicine, um, looking at the gut microbiome, which you mentioned, uh, looking at those neural networks that are in there. And then, you know, from a consciousness standpoint, the survival and the core truth, the core center of the body being able to access that through, um, through this gut brain. What are some interesting things or facts or information you've learned about working with the gut brain? So the gut brain, um, okay, there are not lots of neurons and the connections in the gut brain, but what the gut brain does, you go through billions of information every single day. It's like you are in touch with the world, you're in touch with what's coming in at you. So a billion information coming in at you every single day, how are you supposed to decide 
what's right for you, what's good for you, what decisions you should take. And the gut brain is there to look at the, uh, the gut brain is there to filter all the information that comes in at you at a speed of uh, a billion information a day to decide how then to live your life in a way that it would be purposeful, it would be right for you and where it can lead you to what I call, we call it the bigger picture. So when we also look at the microbiome in the gut, you know, we have, uh, we always say that we are made of 100 trillion cells, but 90 trillion is the microbiome, the microbes, the bacteria, viruses, fungi, and parasites. They all live mainly in all different parts of the body, but in the gut brain, it's extensive. It is like our little mini housing of our entire environment. So everything that we think about, about what the outer environment is going on, how life is in terms of your career, your job, your family, all the activities that happen in your life, there is a parallel life that comes in in the gut brain. And so all these mini microbes are behaving the same way as what we are thinking life is going on in our outer world. And therefore, when we have, for example, I'm going to give you a very uh, simple example. When we find that our best friend suddenly decided that she's going to turn her back on me and not love me anymore, and instead she's creating damage in my life, the microbiome and the gut can follow suit in that behavior whereby a mutualist bacteria, a good bacteria, has decided it's going to change its behavior. It's going to become what we call a frenemy from a friend becoming an enemy. And then it creates problems like maybe it destroys the, 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 the environment or, or kills some of the good bacteria that's in the gut. And we have, uh, we, we see that a lot in Boyutok because the mind essentially looks at what's going on in the environment and it has an effect on the physical body. So if I have a belief that my friend's not the right person for me, she's evil or she's an enemy, it will translate in the body in some way and create health issues. And so when we look at the gut microbiome, what I, I find it fascinating is it mimics everything that happens in our lives. And, and the, the thing about the, the gut brain is that we, we don't pay enough attention to it. We use logic thinking all the time to decide what to do. And therefore the gut brain goes into, since you're not listening to me and since my output to you is not important, I'm gonna stop functioning. I'm just gonna stop uh, uh, doing my job as the decision maker. And therefore what happens a lot of illnesses like uh, I know simple things like indigestion, bloating, uh, irritable bowel syndromes, all that has to do with us not getting in touch with the gut brain, not understanding that we have a higher intelligence as well in the gut brain that helps us to look at life and the decisions that we have to make, the situations in life. And we have to use that, that intelligence and we call it the intellect and discernment in Chinese medicine of the small intestines to seek out what's right for us. So it's yeah. like the, the gut instinct being able to keep us in our center and, and in our core and um, 
you know, I think it's really clear the way that you speak of each of these levels of consciousness, you know, helping our listeners understand that, you know, each one of these brains, the mind brain, the heart brain, the gut brain, they all have a job to do. And we don't necessarily want them, you know, we don't want the gut brain doing the job of the mind brain and the heart brain doing the job of the gut brain, so to speak. Uh, We want them all to kind of work at their lane, kind of stay in their lane, do their processing, um, be responsible for the things that they're really good at. But then what happens when each of the brains knows what it needs to do and then they all work together? What's the, what's the beauty or the alchemy in that? So, you know, we always think that the head brain does everything. The head brain does the, the repair in the system. Uh, it's there to, to, to uh, decipher or to discern or make decisions. We always think it is the head brain. And what happens is even if there is what we call illness or sickness in the brain, it does not mean that we cannot create all those functions anymore. Because the heart brain is very much to do with, you know, understanding the relationships with life and making decisions and helping you feel what's right for you. And you have that sense of feel of what's right for you. You make those decisions based on the heart brain, based on your emotions, based on what I call the, the, the sense of feeling. Because feeling is the most important of the five senses if you look at making a decision of whether you know which stock to buy in the stock market you can analyze it very much with your head and calculate all the information based on analytics but if you don't feel that it's right it means it's not the right thing to do if you have a hunch or a gut feel that it's going to go wrong or you're going to lose money with that 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 stock then most probably it's not the right one as well. So the brain will always look into its logical function and thinking of based on all this analytics, all this logic, all the planning organization that we have done through history and through now, what's the right thing to do? And it will make that decision based on logic and thinking. And then the heart brain goes into, I don't feel this is right, you know, and the gut feel, uh, and the gut brain goes into the filtration system of this is right or wrong. And the hunch is very strong. The feeling gets even stronger from the gut brain. And it will override all the what we call the logical senses that come in. So if we are able to trust ourselves and able to trust the, the hunches that we have to feel the information rather than think about it, the ability of um, uh, the ability to choose life and to choose an experience and decision becomes a lot more, what I call more intense, a lot more, what I call it becomes. I, I always say to people, when we cannot verbalize what it is, but we just know it, the sense of knowing comes from the heart. And that's when you know that that's the right thing to do, even if you cannot quantify it bringing everything online and being able to make that those decisions and move forward in our lives in a way um, that we can relate from all these levels of consciousness together to to really be wholly embodied 
in what we're doing, whether that be within our bodies and in our health, but in our relationships, or like you said, in something simple of like making a decision for our career in the stock or, you know, whatever that may look like. So, so if, and this has been a fascinating um, a dialogue, I uh, am, am just so intrigued by uh, the way you see this information and the clarity of how uh, you speak on it. It's, um, it's really inspiring and doing this work for so many years in my life to be able to have the opportunity to connect with people from all different walks of life, from different um, perspectives and to hear your, your take on, you know, the things that I've even studied. It's, you know, sending little, little bells off in my mind. So I thank you for that. And just to wrap up for our listeners, um, can you share a story, maybe two stories, anything that kind of comes to your mind um, uh, that has impacted you in your life, uh, teaching Body Talk Access or using, using the Body Talk Access program? The Body Talk Access program works. The tapping 10 minutes a day, a lot of students come in and they're not sure whether anything's happening. But I can tell you, we have so much uh, um, success with it. I'm going to give you an example. I have two clients that come in and they come in because the children have brain seizures and they go into fits and uh, they, have to, they have to just wait for the seizures to finish. And for a parent, it's very, very stressful. You never know whether your child's going to survive it, whether they're going to or even uh, get seriously ill from that. And these two separate people both took Boito access. They both have the same uh, reason for taking the class for the children who have seizures. And what happened was after two weeks of taking the Boito access class and tapping every day on the children, this particular, uh, uh, this particular um, one of my students took the daughter for a brain scan and there was a brain scan done before boy talk access and there's a brain scan done after boy talk access and before boy talk access you can see what we call the cold spots that means blood not going to different parts of the brain not lighting it up and then we can see that there are some parts of the brain where there is an excess amount of blood flow and information flow and what I call it, whether the neurons are over firing it's hot it's too hot and therefore, when, when we look at where seizures comes in, it comes in from an over excess of production or in a certain area and all that. But after Boytok excess, the amount of blood flow to the brain, you can see from the brainwave scan that the blood flow to the brain even out. That means areas that were cold became warm and there was blood in there and areas that were, were overactive calmed down. The brain went into what we call a balanced state of circulation. And her seizures became less frequent. I've not seen her, um, you know, I've, I've not seen her for some time. And I always say to myself that if I don't see my clients, that means they are doing well. Mm-hmm. And I have another client with the same issue, the, the, the child's having seizures. And he will come into clinic every, uh, what I call, he will have uh, seizures every week. Every few days, he would have a seizure. And he would have to come into clinic very often 
in order for the seizures to you know be, be controlled or spread apart. And with Boito access, they were tapping every single day. And even the boy started to tap his cortisons every single day on his own. And the seizures went from every other day to once every few months, every three months, and then to every four months. And then sometimes you don't hear about it. And then even if it comes on, it is light, it is short. It is for a very short span of only a couple of seconds, or sometimes you don't even notice or realize that a seizure has come on. The intensity has dropped so much. And therefore, you know, we always say to students that even though we are tapping and it seems like nothing happens on the outside, internally in the brain, it is changing in a magnificent way. We just don't go for brain scans every day. And that's why we, 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 we don't see it. But for people who have experienced it in such a huge way, I can tell you, I cannot not believe that this works. So beautiful, so fascinating. I, I really appreciate you you sharing those two stories and sharing your wisdom, um, offering our listeners the insight into this very important uh, concept of the three brains and being able to really utilize such a simple, simple process to change people's lives and to really dial in health empowerment. What a powerful resource for those parents for their entire lives and for the growing and developing brain of these young people being supported by this amazing work. Sufin, if our listeners want to get in touch with you, you have courses. Um, we're in a you know different time here in the world where we can do so many things online, which is really exciting. Where can our listeners learn more about your work and your courses that are coming up? Right. Um on my website and on the IBA website as well. So on the IBA website will be www.boytalksystem.com. And on my website, there's www.release.com.sg. Beautiful. Definitely check out bodytalkyourbrain.com. We'll have links to all of Sufin's trainings and education and check it out bodytalksystems.com. Thank you so much for your time today and happy tapping. Thank you very much, Elsa.